1: welcome into the ph and x sun devils podcast brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app you can bet just five dollars on any nba game this week get hundred dollars 150 dollars in free bets if the team you bet on emerges victorious i'm joined by sean de paz as always yep. and casey jacobson former stanford basketball Uh, professional basketball and now turned analyst casey thank you so much for joining us
0: gentlemen it is my pleasure i can talk hoops any day all day christmas time whatever you name it let's go (laughs)
1: love to hear it i I love it um well we have seen this team through a lot of different types of games big win at creighton and then i've seen them score 29 points in a game (laughs) yeah Yeah, me too What is the national media's perspective or somebody looking outside in on this ASU basketball team right now?
0: Well, you know, uh, a program that when Bobby Hurley took it over um, was, you know, kind of sleeping, was not nationally relevant. And almost instantly it felt like there was a a great buzz and, um, you know, started making some tournaments. And and I'm I'm not just saying that's a tournament with an S, right? Not a... uh, yep you know, you make a couple of tournaments and I know one of them was uh, the first, um, uh, you know, first four, whatever they call it. But um, I thought it was a really nice way to, um, you know, get back, get ASU back in in relevancy. We talked about my work a lot for Fox and FS1 and, and Arizona State and Bobby Hurley was a topic that we discussed several years, you know, just how well he, he'd been doing and Uh, The players that he was producing, you know, guys like Trey Holder getting Mm -hmm. better over the course of time. Um, But the last two years, guys, it has been uh, it's been a pretty far fall. Um, Last year was tough on everybody. I don't know of a program in the country that had it more tough, you know, as far as COVID and injuries and just kind of a weird season. It was just that that weird. Now you can dismiss Last season, you know, because remember Duke and Kentucky two of the Blue Bloods, they had disaster seasons as yep. well. It wasn't just Arizona State that was going through a little bit of a funk dealing with the COVID virus and all that. Um, So you, you can throw out last year if you want to. You know, this year there was, you know, some renewed optimism that that ASU would be back. And it's just certainly hasn't been the case so far. They're uh, notwithstanding. They've won three of the last four games. And that's a huge uh, surprise to me. Um, but I'm still not sure if this team is is a top half of the Pac-12, and I'm not sure if they already did too much damage that it's even realistic to think that they can make an NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned kind of like the optimism coming into the season. Um, a lot of that came from the fact that we had a lot of big transfers coming in. Um, yeah. I mean, we had Marion came in; who was best player in the in the MAC, and and but now ASU has struggled a little bit. Part of that conversation is how we get all those different pieces to fit together. So how, how does a team like Arizona state kind of get on track when you have all of these different pieces coming in?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if, if Bobby Hurley had that answer already, he would have already figured it yeah. out. <laughs> Although they have gotten better. There's no denying that over the last couple of weeks than, than the first two or three that they opened the season with. Look, it's, it's uh, the way you build a team today in 2021 and now going to be 2022 is a lot different than when I played and how you built a roster and how you sustain success, right? The transfer portal has pretty much opened up new avenues for both players and coaches. So it is uh, not the same. Um, But some teams are doing it successfully, right? I mean, look at an Iowa State for example. Uh, and I know I might be getting off a little bit in the weeds here, answering your <laughs> question, but you know, I I, I do study uh, the yeah. entire country, not just the Pac-12. But Iowa State is a really good example. They were two and twenty-two last year in the Big 12. They didn't win a Big 12 game. <laughs> um, they get a new coach, TJ Otzelberger. They get almost their entire roster, except maybe one rotation player came back, and they are now undefeated. I believe they're twelve and zero they are ranked in the top 10 in the country. So there are instances where programs can just flip it around just like that. Arizona state was trying to do exactly what Iowa state has done this year, which is basically flip over most of their roster with the exception of like Kamani Lawrence, of course, is still there. Marcus Bagley was supposed to be the guy that, you know, was going to be a top 10 player in the PAC 12 conference. And, You know, uh, Jalen Graham was coming back. So they had some pieces, but then they were going to add Marion Jackson. They were going to add Jay Heath. They were going to add Luther Muhammad, uh, who actually I believe sat out last year. Um, But they were going to be able to turn it around really quickly. It hasn't been the case. Why is that? There is no clear, like, point guard on this team. I think that you got to start there. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, three-point shooting. If if you struggle shooting the three-point ball, in today's college basketball, it is going to be rough sledding. Um, you know, Marion Jackson is only shooting 21% so far in the year. He's a better shooter than that. I know that because I've watched him play. Yeah. But he hasn't been able to hit a consistent variety of shots this year. Um, Luther Muhammad is below 20% three-point shooting this year. He's a better shooter than that. But for whatever reason, he's struggling too. So I don't have all the answers to why these guys aren't making shots. But if they were hitting they wouldn't have lost to UC Riverside. Um, They would have won a couple more games and we'd be thinking about ASU a little bit differently, but, uh, but here we are. And then the other part is, you know, if you don't have three point shooting, you don't have a pure point guard. Well, then you better be able to score at the rim or, you know, be able to get easy baskets and they don't have a post presence either. You know, Jalen Graham is, is a good player, but he's not good enough where you can just throw the ball down to him and go wild. So what, what does ASU do well? Like, so they have good, like, I love Kamani Lawrence. I think DJ Horn's been a nice surprise to me. DJ Horn's been the most consistent player. Every time that I far, watch mm-hmm. ASU, he's the one guy I can count on. In fact, if you look at his his stats, he's only had one bad game. All the other games that ASU has played, DJ's been there. Like, he's he gives you 13, 14, or 15 points a game, like, every night. Kamani Lawrence, he's been there. Who else can you really count on? So, right. So they have some holes and then they have some other guys who are just up and down. And if you have that, you're going to have an up and down season. There's no way around
1: it. Yeah, for sure. There there's been so many points in the season. I mean, the 29 point loss um, was I saw that live and it was horrendous. But as you said, DJ Horn was the leading scorer in that game. And he was one of the only bright spots in, in the game at all. Um, but for guys that you mentioned, like Luther Muhammad and Marion Jackson, I was super high on Marion. And I'm sure so many other Sun Devils fans were as well. Mac player of the year. I watched a lot of his Toledo ball um, in the past couple of years, mainly because I bet on some Mac games um, <laughs> on that draft kick sports we got. But I was very excited for him to come in. And especially because he does everything and he still does everything on this team. You know, he's averaging over four um, rebounds and assists on the year. Um, but the efficiency isn't there. And that's something that, like, it's not like he was averaging 20 points a game at Toledo, shooting 30% from the field. He was pl- over 40% um, both seasons, or the last two seasons over there. W- what do you say to a guy like Maran who just can't find the, a rhythm right now? How, how, do, how does that turn around? Is there, is there anything you can say, or do you just let a guy like him shoot his way out of it?
0: It's an interesting question. It's one that, as a broadcaster, when I cover teams like this, I would ask Bobby Hurley Mm -hmm. the question, and I would ask it like this. Hey, Bobby, I remember as a player, I had a couple of slumps, right? You know, nobody's perfect. Even the best shooters go through a week or two where they, you know, they start to doubt themselves a little bit, right? Do you mention it to a player like Jackson and say, hey, how do we get you out of this slump? because it's it's one of those like tricky things. If you mention the word slump or, Hey, like you're struggling, how do we get you out of it? You're acknowledging that they're struggling and then they might actually think about it even more for sure. Um, so it is a very tricky thing. And most coaches that I talk to say, yeah, we don't use words like that. That'll make them, you know, think about it or even go down to a, a, you know, more of a spiral than he already is. But what we do do is we try to emphasize that we brought him here. Like Bobby Hurley's having the conversation with Marian Jackson being like, we brought you here from Toledo for a reason. We believe in you. You have the, over the course of four years, you proved that you were one of the higher level scores in any mid-major program in the country. And we brought you here because we think you can do the same thing at the PAC 12 level, maybe not average 19 points, but Hey man, we, if you can average 14 a game here at ASU, and we're going to give you freedom to do that. We think that that's absolutely realistic. Um, so, I would say you're, the conversations you're having with him are simplifying his game. What do you do well, and continue to just do that? Don't try to prove to other to anybody else that you can do something that you're maybe not that good at. Um, run some plays for him where he feels very comfortable and getting it in spots that he that he likes and, and wants, and just you know reiterate that you believe in him and that you brought him to ASU for a reason. Um, it's still a long season guys, right? Yep. It's a marathon, not a sprint.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Sean knows best. And <laughs> the people that listen to the show knows, be- know best. Um, I'm still very high on this team. I have a lot of, uh, false confidence. Some people will say, just get, <laughs> get hot at the right time, man. It, everything will work its way out. Um, but yeah, I, the, the, the slumps or whatever you want to call them, um, especially this early in the season, I still don't think are a real cause for concern. So I'm not too worried about this team. Um, just yet.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, so it is, it is like the, it is Christmas time, get a little festive with it. Um, if you could give Arizona state like a a Christmas present, like the one thing you think that they kind of need right now, what would it be?
0: Three point shooting. (laughs) Like if your team collected, they're one of the worst three point shooting teams as we stand right now in the PAC 12. And that's (laughs) not, that is not a stat you want to be bad at. Honestly, you can be bad. You can be a bad rebounding team. You can even be a bad free throw shooting team and you can make up for it by being a good perimeter shooting team. But if you're bad at at shooting and right now ASU is under 30% as a group, you have to be almost flawless in every other area. You have to out-rebound opponents. You have to be awesome on the defensive end. You have to hold opponents to just one shot. You have to dictate tempo. You know, when you make threes, it allows you freedom to kind of play whatever style or tempo or anything you want. So that that would be the gift that I would give the Sun Devils.
1: What about another team in the Pac-12? Do you see any team in the Pac-12 that uh, something would give them this next level um, or a team that's struggling that just needs really one piece?
0: Definitely one one comes to mind in Oregon. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought Oregon they were a top fifteen team in the country yeah. mm-hmm. t- in the preseason, and they have struggled similar to Arizona State. Um, they haven't been able to make shots. They've had a ton of transfers who were high level transfers. A guy like Davion Harmon, transferred yeah. from Oklahoma, was high level player man in the Big 12s. Got all the experience playing against Baylor and Kansas every year. And gave those guys the business. Has had a really hard time, like Marion Jackson, finding his role. Uh, Will Richardson, their starting point guard for Oregon, mm-hmm. lost his confidence for like two weeks. Couldn't make a shot and stopped taking threes. You know, so Arizona State is not the only team that's ha- had some had some struggles. So I, w- I would maybe give Oregon, uh, maybe not the three point gift. I would more give them the gift of confidence. Mm-hmm. Look at their roster, man. They are really good. And sometimes when you watch them, it's like they don't believe that they're really good. It's strange.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that this Oregon team goes on a roll. So ASU's win in Eugene looks even better (laughs) uh, later in the season. Um, Speaking of the Pac-12, is there a team besides Oregon or Arizona State that you see as a sleeper that may not be off to the best start or wasn't even thought of to have an impact in the Pac-12 that you think can later down the road?
0: Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, teams that come to mind, like Colorado, who had a chance to play Kansas, yeah. that game got canceled or postponed due to COVID. That would have been a great opportunity because that game was in Boulder, by the way. Mm-hmm. Colorado, if they beat a Kansas team, now we're talking like, hey, that's a really nice win to put on your resume. And now it maybe takes a little bit of pressure off of them in the Pac-12. Um, so that that would have been a, a great opportunity. Let's see if that game gets um, rescheduled. Um, and then like Washington State's, to me was one of the dark horse teams. I like their roster a lot. They have a good mix of old and young, but right now they, their record is eight and five. Like to me, you know, losing to USC at home, not a, not too big of a deal. Yeah. But losing to San Diego, uh, South Dakota State at home, losing to Eastern Washington at home, those are not good. All due respect to those programs, those are terrible losses for a Washington State team. That has one of the lo- longest droughts of NCAA tournament appearances of any power conference school in the country, not named DePaul. Um, <laughs> so, like, but I look at the roster. I believe that they could turn it around. But man, they have not done themselves any favors at all um, with their performance in the non-conference so far.
1: Guys, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can bet just $5 on any NBA team this week, and if they win their game, you get $150 in free bets Um, when you sign up using that promo code PHNX. It's just that simple. We'll have our DraftKings pick of the week for you on tomorrow's um, Christmas Eve episode. Um, Sean, are you excited for the the game on Saturday, the Cardinals-Colts?
2: I'm excited from a football perspective. Yeah. I'm not so excited from a Cardinals fan perspective. Yeah. But it's. Good. I feel like it's going to be a good game. So yeah. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, well, if you want to bet on that or anything else, they have it over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You got player props. You got flash props in the NBA. You can bet on which team will score the next point. It's really fun. So um, as always, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up using that promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any NBA team. And if they emerge victorious, you get 150 bucks in free bets this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Put a little extra jingle in your pocket this Christmas season. Um, that's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details.
2: Um, So shifting back to ASU, this has been a little bit of a a spot of contention between Shane and I. He's very high on Bobby, me not so much. So I just, in general, this do you think Bobby is a good fit with the program? You mentioned kind of how the last 2 years have been compared to how his tenure started. Where do you think how do you how do you think he's fitting with the program?
0: Well, look, I, I think he fits just fine, but the results over the last two years, I, you know, it's natural. If you're, if you're an ASU, like loyal guy and a, and a total diehard, it's natural to ask yourself, okay, has the, you know, the luster, or the shine wore off for the first couple of years that, that Bobby really, you know, he provided a, a nice jolt to mm-hmm. your program. Like I talked about before, it's natural now to, to question whether maybe, you know, um, Is it sustainable? Are we going to be able to do this year after year? Or is it going to be a roller coaster ride? Like, I understand that. But I also, you know, and I have text conversations with with people. Remember, I I lived in Phoenix for many years while I played for the Suns. I have a lot of friends who still live in Tempe and Phoenix area. And so they they text me the same question all the time. Is Bobby going to be fired or whatever? I don't have the answer to that question. But I do know when Herb Sendek was there, like, remember, Herb is a good coach. He's now at Santa Clara. He's a good coach. But was he good enough or was he ever going to be great to elevate Arizona State I think Herb in his last five years only made one tournament and that I think we all can agree is not good enough the the standard for Arizona State basketball is higher than one tournament every five years Bobby Hurley's been able to do it. Uh, you get them to multiple tournaments in his five-year stretch, but the lulls have been just so bad. Like Herb Sendek never had a, a year where it was like, "Wow, we like, are we, you know, going to be yeah. below 500?" Right. So there's the give and take. the The highs with Bobby have been way higher than Herb, but the lows have been so just drastically low that you kind of shake your head, thinking, "Oh man, is he a good fit?" So I understand both sides of the coin. I like Bobby Hurley. I want him to stay. I think he is a good fit at Arizona State. He's just had a couple of really, really tough years, and the, the transfers that he's gotten the last couple of years just haven't worked out. And they've also been bit by the injury bug too, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, last year was really unfortunate. And just kind of like you mentioned – mediocrity as a sports fan is one of the hardest things to deal with being yes. really bad or being really good is kind of where you want to be, especially in professional sports. But even in college, it's not the worst thing because then you can make fun of yourself um, a little bit. Well, last question for, we let you go, Casey um, guys who are going to play overseas um, after their college tenure. Do you have any advice for them? Was there anything that you learned after your NBA, after the NBA and you went to go play overseas for a bit and then came back? What, would you give, do you have any tips, um, anything fun um, to try out or um, anything basketball related either?
0: That would require a whole separate podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I can possibly break down that. Cause you know, obviously guys, every individual is different and then yeah. every individual situation for sure. Right. So if you go, if you, I played in Spain and mm. Germany, which are going to be way different experiences if you go play in China, for example. Yeah. Or if you went and played in the Ukraine, which I've had a lot of you know of friends who've played there. So every country is different. I can only speak to, you know, my experiences in the German League and the Spanish League. Some, some uh Programs and organizations don't even pay you on time, or if you don't win or don't produce, they'll they won't pay you and they'll just dare you to sue them, right? Like you're some American, I dare you to sue us right on our <laughs> home turf and win. So it, it can be a little bit more of a wild west. There is no salary cap in a lot of these leagues, so if you if you have a rich owner and he wants to go get put together a great team, you can do that. Um, the thing I would say though is just be open minded and be humble. Um, the, the one thing that is different though, guys, and I'll end on this is like. The way you're treated at the Pac-12, for example, is really nice. What, what I didn't quite understand is, like, I thought every program uh, was as professional and and sponsored by Nike, like my Stanford team was. Yeah. Um, and I played in the NBA for three years, and I yeah. thought every, you know, it was it, it was great. You go overseas, there are no sponsorship team sponsorship money unless you go to like one of the top programs in in the entire world. Um, you saw like there was one year I did my own laundry. Okay. Um so there are those little things like the the perks that aren't there in Europe so it just becomes about do you love the game enough right to get up out of bed every day in a foreign land maybe not a lot of friends and family around do you love the game enough to continue to grind it get better and play it i did and so I was fortunate enough to play a long time but some guys think it's all just going to be about money playing ball collecting a paycheck there's a lot more that goes into it you really have to love the game a lot to to make it and sustain success in in Europe or or overseas, in my opinion.
1: For sure. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us on the PH next Sun Devils podcast. Um it's been a pleasure to talk to you and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day.
0: My pleasure, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.